Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto featuring Arizona State University golfer Riggs Johnson. Riggs, what's up, man? How much? How's it going? Good, good, man. I was super glad you want to come on the podcast. I know you guys had a really busy season. You know, you guys played some you know, an awesome schedule this semester. Um, so yeah, I was just really glad you want to come on, man. How have things been with you? Yeah, yeah, great. I mean, some of the courses we played, the tournaments we played this semester were were amazing. I mean, when you go from Merido to Olympia Fields and then Mirrorfield Village and Isleworth and East Lake. I mean, geez, I know. What do you do? Where do you go from there? I mean, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, so yeah, the season's kind of ended a little bit for the semester. You guys are just kind of getting back at it, you were saying. Um, but yeah, so we'll kind of start with the first question here. Where are you from and how'd you get into the game of golf, man? Well, I'm from a small town up in Libby, Montana, like the northwest corner. Yeah. There's about, the population's about 3,000 people. Awesome. Small town for sure. Not not too much golf up in that area, but <laughs> my town does have an 18 hole course. And I just got I got my first set of clubs when I was two years old for Christmas. And I just awesome. fell in love with the game after that. I, yeah, you can't start much younger than that at two years old. I mean, no. that's that's pretty young there. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, it was like a kind of like a plastic set of clubs that I would just hit around the house but I started breaking them because I only wanted to hit real balls <laughs> so. yeah the plastic clubs the real golf ball doesn't really clash too well there <laughs> but um real golf balls inside the house isn't, isn't yeah option too so my, yeah my dad would sit out in the yard with like a five gallon bucket of golf balls and he'd have his chair or whatever and he would just like tee up one after the other and I would hit him in the yard and I just Thank did that for hours when I was little there you go. Grooving that swing at an early age, man. That's what, that's it. <laughs> um, kind of talk about your high school days, maybe your junior career a little bit. I know you kind of, you had some, you know, good success in your junior career. Um, kind of talk about what those days were like and maybe some organizations you played for and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I guess I started kind of playing higher level junior tournaments when I was about 10. I think that was the first time I went to junior worlds. Oh yeah. Kind of, kind of thought I was, I, I thought I was, pretty good and I was like looking I was like oh maybe I can go win this and then yeah got a got a little slap in the face kind of took like middle of the pack and I was mm -hmm. like, holy cow this is this is crazy like yeah there's, there's some really good golfers out here but I, I just kept kept at it um in high school I I um I won pretty much every tournament in high school yeah um, especially from I won state four years, but I didn't didn't lose a tournament sophomore to June sophomore to senior season. So that's awesome, man. Yeah, watch out for Rick Johnson, man. <laughs> I think I think playing in a lot of those tournaments where you're expected to win and you win a lot, that, that kind of gives you good experience. So mm -hmm. that you kind of get the feeling of what it's like to win right college and then having that in a nice mix with like the bigger tournaments where you know a top ten finish is almost like winning. So. Right. Yeah. And it's great to get that winning feeling, like you're saying, at such a young age, because, I mean, it's it's hard to win a lot in golf, you know. And yeah. um, I mean, like you said, you you know, you started playing those bigger tournaments where there's a lot, you know, everybody's kind of good. And it's like, yeah. OK, this is a little different now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I totally see what you're saying, man. 
Yeah, but then I I think one of my one of my breakout years was I think when I was like 15, I ended up taking third at the Big Eye Nationals, which was a pretty big tournament back then. And uh-huh. yeah, I qualified for the USAM right. Yeah. Yeah. Go to that was my first trip to Olympia Field, so that was kind of cool going back there this year for Illinois yeah. tournament. And then I played pretty well at the Western Junior the next year, so that's that's kind of what got the attention of all the colleges and when this serious kind of recruiting process started. Yeah. And that's kind of something I'd like to talk about. You touched a little bit on that USA that you qualified for. I mean, it was at Olympia fields. You qualified as a 15 year old. I mean, there were guys like Bryson, Wills Altoris, John Rahm in the field. I mean, kind of talk about that week a little bit. And what was it like, you know, playing in the USAM at 15 years old against guys that were to be, you know, amazing PGA tour players. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a bit of, of a surreal experience. I mean, I was a little, little overwhelmed out there being 50 and the course was pretty long for me and the rough was, was deep, but I, so I shot like a 78 or something, I think on the North course, the first round. So I was kind of out of it. And then I mm-hmm. actually went out and played pretty well the next day. So that, that was, that was pretty cool. I shot like even far or something the next day. Yeah. But we we stayed after a couple of days, and then I got to watch like John and Bryson play their matches, a couple of their matches, and so that that was pretty cool. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's amazing, especially at 15 years old. I mean, it's like like you said, going to a course that's you know it's a little intimidating stuff, but yet still those experiences are only going to make you a better player because you've played in high level tournaments even before that, and then just getting a USAM under your belt is even better. So, I mean, it's just like, yeah, no, it's amazing, man. Um, So then, I mean, obviously you had, you know, some pretty good success and everything like that. And you kind of talked about, you know, when the recruiting process was really kicking off and the communication with schools were starting to kind of kick up, kind of talk about that process a little bit, maybe some of the schools you were talking to and kind of how you went about, you know, choosing Arizona State. Yeah, I mean, I. I didn't get super deep into the recruiting process because I committed when I was a sophomore in high school, but mm-hmm. yeah, I was looking at a lot of the, a lot of the Western schools, a lot of Pac-12 schools, UNLV, those just kind of, cause I knew I didn't really want to go super far away from home. Yeah. At least get like a direct flight from home. Right. Yeah. You don't have four layovers. But yeah, I looked at, I mean, I even looked at like Michigan and Auburn a little bit. And then, but mostly my like top four were kind of Oregon, Arizona State, Arizona, UNLV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just, I saw the situation that Arizona State was was in getting Matt Thurman as a coach and the, yeah. the practice facilities were coming in soon and it just, the team was looking really good. So it just seemed like the best fit. And I think, I think I made a good choice. Yeah. It's paid out pretty well for you, for sure. I mean, yeah, like you're talking about, I mean, the things that come along with being a golfer at Arizona State, it's amazing. And I mean, it's, I mean, like you said, you know, the practice facilities and yeah, the team's, you know, panning out pretty well so far. Um, yeah. yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, you know, how have your years been at Arizona State, you know, so far? I mean, kind of talk about maybe take us through a week of what it's like, you know, being a golfer for Arizona State and maybe talk about the facilities a little bit. Yeah, I mean, when I committed, I committed pretty much completely blind, didn't know anyone on the team other than like the top two guys or something that you see. And right didn't know I'd only taken unofficial visits a couple of them and so I was like 
not really sure what to expect. I actually, when uh, Therms and I went through goals my freshman year, I said, my goal is just to play in the lineup like twice this year. Right. Because <laughs> I was like, well, I, I just didn't didn't have any idea what to expect. So like if I had qualify or how I would respond to such a change in environment and everything. Yeah. But right. turned out really good and um, just like got lucky, I guess, with my, my choice. And but a typical week for, for us, like during season, I mm -hmm say we get home from a tournament and probably like rest the next day maybe do some homework mm -hmm. and then maybe get up in the morning we have class if we have classes that day it's before noon so usually like 7 30 to noon gotcha time period when we got to schedule our classes mm -hmm. and after that pretty much just go to the bird have lunch practice off and on doing homework like maybe practice for an hour or two come in do some homework go back out go play or something yeah and then have dinner at Lou's usually or have dinner with some of the guys and come home and maybe do some homework and watch football or something watch some tv yeah. and go to bed and do it again the next day do it all over again that's it man I mean it's yeah the bird that you're talking about I mean it's I mean you guys are always posting about it on the you know the Arizona State you know Instagram it's amazing those facilities I mean it's crazy and um, I mean, just kind of talk about, you know, the amenities that are at the bird and kind of, I mean, just all the little different things you can work on there. Yeah. I mean, you could really spend all day at the bird and not really get bored because we got a, we got a little weight room in back of the locker room. We got a study lounge, pretty much a kitchen. So you can have lunch and, and then like you can go from green to green and work on a million different shots, short game. And then we get the wedge wedge mats that you could spend a lot of, a lot of us spend quite a bit of time on those too, dial in the wedges and yeah, and then you can just like normal range, got a pretty pretty awesome putting green that goes like one two three four percent. Yeah, and you can just hit balls anywhere you want to any green. It seems like I mean it's just yep. anywhere you want to go. I mean it's amazing. It's crazy. I've seen you know numerous videos of you know they go inside it and everything and they show kind of you know, what, what's all, when all comes with it and everything, it's just crazy. I mean, that's definitely one of the things that you, any golfer wants to look at when, you know, looking at colleges. And I mean, I, I mean, I see that's, a, it's pretty tough to say no to them, you know? So, um, but yeah, it seems I'll be panning out for you really well. You're talking about your freshman year, you had some goals and you were just wanting to, you know, just play in a few tournaments, but I mean, you played in eight tournaments had 24 rounds scoring average of 71.04 five rounds in the sixties. I mean, 16 rounds of par better. I mean, it's a pretty good freshman year there going into a big program like that. Um, well, I mean, you said there were some things maybe you kind of had to get used to, or that you thought you had to get used to. Um, was, was there anything that you kind of had to kind of adapt to with college golf and that big of a program or. Yeah. I don't, I don't know the, the golf tournaments themselves, they just, if, I mean, I, I really like the atmosphere of college golf, like playing as a team and everything, but it's it's still another golf tournament. So I guess that part wasn't quite as big of a transition. It was more of like the college life. Right. Yeah. Like living in a big city, living on my own for the first time, mm -hmm. going to the store and getting your own stuff, and right? Yeah. your own laundry and all of that. But like, I just remember my freshman year, I had a problem with traffic. I hated. Oh yeah. Traffic. Yep. Like 
she I'd leave the bird at five or something and go going back to the dorms and then not remember that it's five mm -hmm. and not the best time to drive until I was stuck in the middle of traffic on the right <laughs> yeah probably not a ton of traffic in your small town from back home you know in yeah. Montana I'm sure yeah, so I don't have to worry about five o'clock traffic back home exactly yeah. right yeah so <laughs> but even was, like going to groceries and getting stuff on your own it's it's a total change yep and just like waking up and doing everything by yourself but I, i'm i'm pretty independent i like that part i i'm pretty responsible and everything so it was it was a little easier than i thought it would be actually mm -hmm. yeah that's good plus i mean being a part of a college golf team i mean you do a lot of things with your teammates too not mm -hmm. only are you spending time practicing playing traveling but i'm sure you know, you guys, you know, like you said, you go get lunch, you go get dinner with the guys or something, you know, and having those guys around kind of makes it, you know, that much easier to go through the college experience, especially starting from a freshman like that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, like I went in blind, I didn't know any of the guys, but I got really lucky. All the guys were super close and super fun to hang out with. And they all took care of me and it was, it was a really good situation. I'm thankful yeah. for all those like upperclassmen that I came in freshman year, not <laughs> not knowing anything and they just kind of took me under their wing and showed me the ropes and everything yeah it's great to have because i mean you're coming into it like you said blind you new freshman just trying to get used to everything still and that's great that they you know took you under your wing like that and like i said i mean it seems to all be panning out pretty well for you guys you guys got a pretty good thing going so far um even your sophomore year you had a great you know great appearances as well you had 11 you played in 11 tournaments 35 rounds yeah, the seventy point six three stroke average, and I mean your rankings, final golf week rankings were twenty six, then golf stat rankings you were twenty first. As a sophomore, I mean, you had numerous rounds in the sixties. Your lowest round was sixty three. I mean, just coming out of the gates firing. I mean, it's like like you were you know, almost kind of born for college golf like this and playing at high levels like that. Um, I mean, it's it's just great the progress that you've had, and you know you're currently a junior, and you you know you guys have had a great season so far. Kind of talk about, you know, what's been able to, you know, allow you to shoot these scores or kind of go out there and perform the way you are, you know, just from year to year, you're consistently getting better. I mean, what's what what's kind of something that's been able to allow you to do that? Yeah, I don't I guess like growing up, I didn't really have the facilities and everything that I do now. And I only got to play like seven eight months out of the year or six or seven months out of the year maybe even right so that's true i think i think that i came into school with a lot of potential mm -hmm. and just being able to use facilities like the bird and get to play all year round pretty much that just kind of made me grow a lot as a player and that helped me out yeah doesn't snow in arizona very much that's for sure <laughs> no yeah that's always nice um yeah um, so like even you've had numerous top tens and everything like that you've appeared in the in the, you know, the, at nationals last year. I mean, kind of talk about those experiences playing in high level tournaments. I mean, obviously, you know, they're, they're only going to make you a better player, but <clears throat> has there been like, you know, playing the nationals and having those feelings, you know, or playing in the USAM when you're 15 years old, having those nerves. I mean, would you say those kind of help you whenever you get in certain, certain situations, you know, while you're playing college golf? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just, I mean, gaining experience is one of the biggest, biggest things to perform well in big events. And having done, played well at bigger events in the past, that that helped me a lot. I've kind of learned some ways to deal with being how to 
like be nervous and still perform. I remember actually at nationals, like the start of nationals, the first, first hole, I was like super, like maybe more nervous than I'd ever been on a golf course, but right. Yeah. Kind of was able to develop like a really good breathing routine and just calm those nerves and actually have probably one of my best tournaments of my career. There you go, man. That's, it's a great, you know, great place to have it at, at nationals. So yeah, yeah it's amazing. There's nothing, there's nothing better than playing well on the big stage either. It's, it's such a great feeling. It just makes you want to work hard and get back there. Yeah. Especially, you know, in front of the cameras like that. And I mean, you guys are in Arizona at Greyhawk. That's kind of, you know, I'm sure you guys get out there pretty, you know, you know, a decent amount of times and it's nice to have that, have that as well. But I mean, you got to go out there and play golf still. I mean, it's a little different whenever there's cameras and all the big schools are there instead of, you know, you're out there just qualifying with the guys. Yeah. It's, it's no matter how many times you play the course, you still got to go out and hit yeah. the shots and you might know what the shots are, but you still got to hit them. And, but it was, it was a lot of fun playing in front of like the home crowd and everything that really gave us a big motivation to, to play well and seeing all the support out there was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's, I remember watching it on TV and it was just like, I mean, it's just so cool to watch college golf on TV, let alone, but then it being a national championship because everybody wants to win out there. And I mean, you guys are going out there, giving it all you got. I mean, it's just, I mean, who doesn't want to watch that, that, that kind of stuff? It's amazing. Yeah. It's been, it's been really cool. They've been televising a lot more golf college golf tournaments. And so it's, it's cool to get the guys like out there and get their names out there and let people see that college golf is legit. Yeah, exactly. Well, and even just, I mean, the tournaments that you guys have played just in the fall, I mean, you guys were on TV, what, three, four times. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like, I mean, Eastlake cup, I mean, you're playing Eastlake, let alone going there, but then you throw cameras in front of you guys as well. I mean, it's like, but it's only going to make you better because I'm sure, you know, in your future and stuff, you want to, you know, make it to the PGA tour and everything like that. It's going to be something you got to get used to. That's for sure. So I mean, yeah. it's great. It's great to, I love watching college golf. I'm, you know, big advocate advocate for the college golf scene and everything. So really awesome that they're you know doing that more with you guys and also the ladies as well. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's been really cool. Like a lot of the like men's and ladies tournament, like joint tournaments they're televising. And right. I know when we, when we played Muirfield village with uh, that was like a mix, we played mixed foursomes with their mixed alternate shot or something like that with the ladies. And that was, that was a ton of fun yeah it's, it's nice because they hit it so straight so when you're playing alternate shot and they gotta drive <laughs> hands you're like well this is probably i'm probably gonna have a fairway shot, be in the fairway and yeah sometimes in the guys games you're like well i could be could be anywhere <laughs> yeah well and plus like like you said they're so straight i mean it's like playing a scramble hey find the fairway you know just kind of give it a go off the tee or something you know take a little more aggressive line than you normally would or something i mean yeah that's that's amazing. And I mean, that's maybe something, you know, I would like to kind of talk about a little bit, you know, the ladies team on, you know, at Arizona state kind of talk about, you know, the camaraderie and what's that like being, you know, practicing alongside them, playing alongside them every now and then kind of talk about, you know, those that relationship with the women's team. We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Scrambling with Dolan Auto is sponsored by our friends over at Putt View Books. Puttview Books makes yardage and green books that are used by the best junior, college, amateur, and professional golfers in the world and are designed with the assistance of world-renowned golf coach Phil Kenyon and can be made for over 30,000 golf courses. 
The amount of precision that's put into each yardage and green book is impeccable, and Cordy from Golf Science Lab says they're clear, simple, and very useful. If you want a yardage or green book, head over to their website at puttviewbooks.com and check them out on Instagram at puttviewbooks. Yeah, we, we're actually super close with the women's team. I mean, I used to, David and I lived with one of the girls that she graduated last year, but we used to live with her and gotcha. a couple of the other girls and ever like, we'll go out and have dinner together pretty often actually and go hang out. And so it's, it's really cool just having that atmosphere because I mean, sometimes you get a little tired of hanging out with the same three dudes all the time. <laughs> so have a little different perspective on it. And yeah. They're super cool and you can hang out with them and talk to them with the bird and go practice with them, go play with them. That's, that's really fun. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, I mean, just, I mean, there are some of the best women, you know, women college golfers out there and just seeing them, you know, the way they play their game and everything. And you're, I mean, you're also learning a lot of stuff from them as well. And um, yeah, it's funny, you know, you get tired of the same three guys. Nice to, you know, have some, you know, have some gals there kind of change the situation or the uh, conversation up a little bit. So that's always nice. Um, so you guys have had a pretty awesome fall semester so far. You've had numerous top, five, you know, top five finishes. I mean, when you guys were at East Lake Cup, everyone in the lineup, I believe they were saying was inside, you know, you know, the top 100 and Wagger rankings. I mean, kind of talk about the depth you guys have on your team and, you know, maybe what it's like competing, not only against your competitors, but against the team when you're qualifying. Yeah, it's, we got, we got a lot of, a lot of good players on the, on the team right now, even like some that haven't really gone to many tournaments like Jose Le. Yeah. He, he was at Merido, but he hadn't played in, like he played at uh, Muirfield, but he didn't play in the other two. And he's, he's a really good player from Spain coming in and mm-hmm. every, every week it's a, it's a grind just to make the lineup. You, you can't yeah. really let off the gas at all unless, unless you really play good. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you leave someone like David Pooch home in the first tournament, mm-hmm. it's out on qualifying. That just kind of tells you how deep the lineup is. Yeah. I mean, you guys had that scorcher, you know, qualifying, you know, yeah. I mean, I can't, I remember how many rounds it is, but it's, I mean, you guys, it, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, you guys are going out there and you're shooting in, you know, in the 20, you know, 20 under par or something like that and 23 under par. It's crazy. I mean, that's just shows how good you guys are. I mean, it's, and, and I mean, you guys can go toe to toe against anybody, you know, in the country at any tournament you guys go to, that's for sure. Yeah. We, we believe we're, we're one of the best teams in the country. We, we're not really satisfied with how we played this fall. We would like to pick up a couple more wins, but um, yeah, we're hungry for the spring and to really, really get after it and go, go win some tournaments this spring. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's yeah, kind of what I was going to ask too, you know, what are some goals that you guys have for the team? You know, not only, you know, winning a couple more tournaments and stuff, but maybe is there kind of, you know, some other kind of angles you guys have for the spring semester? Well, I mean, we really want to win a Pac-12 championship. That's yeah. it's been a while for ASU on that one. So that's that's been a goal of ours since since I've got here and I'm sure since Therms has got here. And so that that would be really good to do that. And then of course we wanna we wanna go not just be in the East Lake Cup, but be the national champions going into mm-hmm. the East Lake Cup. So yeah. Especially when you got your home turf kind of playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got that experience last year, got into the semifinals, just came up a bit short that kind of left a bad taste in our mouth. So we'd like to go take it a step farther this year. 
That's it, man. That's it. And it's only feeding the fire for you guys to, you know, go out there and just kind of tear it up. I mean, it's going to be super exciting to see how not only the spring semester unfolds, but, you know, as well as nationals and everything, everything like that, you know, really pulling for you guys. Um, you know, you know, that was kind of the team, you know, goals and stuff, but, you know, do you kind of set goals yourself? And if so, I mean, what are some goals you have for next semester and maybe even after college? Yeah. I mean, next semester, I haven't won a college golf tournament yet. So that's, that's one of my goals to get a win and yeah, of course being, I'm trying to be an all American again. So that's, that's another one. Just go help the team win. Just be in the, in every, in every round, whether it's a 65 or that key even par score that we need to count. And right. Exactly. Just, I guess like fight all the time. So just give the team the best chance to win and maybe myself too, even. Yeah. And that's the huge thing about college golf. I mean, even though golf is an individual sport, having that team aspect of it in college golf, it's, you know, it just changes things up so much. And, you know, whenever everybody on the team, you know, has the same, you know, attitude that you have, you know, wanting to play the best you can for the team, whether it be leading the team in the lowest round or having that filling, you know, 72 spot just to, you know, to count. I mean, that's huge. That's what, that's what wins, you know, national championships there. And that's what wins golf tournaments. So, I mean, that's, that's great that you guys have that kind of attitude on the team. That's huge. Yeah. And even if, if you have a bad round and don't count, then the nice thing about call like the team aspect is that round does not matter at all the next day. And you could go out and shoot 65, whether it's to take 30th yourself, but it could be to win the event as a team. Exactly. Right. I mean, that's, and that's the thing about golf. And that's one thing I think people need to, you know, kind of realize too, is, I mean, yeah, you could shoot a you know, bad round the first round or something, but you always got tomorrow. You always got the second or third round in college golf and stuff like that. So it's got to quickly forget about that stuff because you want to bounce back for your team. So that's huge. That's also something really important as well, man. Yep. So we're heading to the, the next section of the show. I like to call the ham and egg section. It's just, you know, ask them for fun questions about, you know, get to know Riggs Johnson a little bit more. Um, first one, I kind of changed it up a little bit. Um, you know, if you had to play another sport professionally, what sport would you play and why would you play it? Oh man. I mean, I played baseball as a kid, but I kind of stopped that early. I was, yeah, I played, played, I was a pretty good basketball player in high school. So I'd probably have to go with basketball. Just be yeah. the guy that stands out there and shoots threes all the time <laughs> be like a jj Redick or something you know that yeah that's yeah. what it's all about <laughs> that would that would be kind of my role yeah Maybe play a little defense or something but i was i was the shooter in high school so probably if i had to play pro and anything else would be basketball yeah did did you play did you play golf and basketball at the same time or was it like basketball freshman year and then you stop put it no, all I into played, golf i played basketball four years it was in the winter so i mean yeah that time anyways so right exactly can't play golf. you can't play golf in the snow so that's that's a big thing no that's really cool i mean you kind of stay you know stay active and stuff like that kind of keep you know obviously you know you're in great shape yourself but you know stay in shape as well basketball it's you know that's yeah. a fun sport for sure and that's really yeah. cool to i'm sure you guys you know may have some pickup games with some of the guys every now and then you know at arizona or something and you're over there you know tearing it up still so <laughs> yeah, i used to freshman year i used to go down to the like uh, athletic center whatever the rec center and play some pickup games with just a bunch of random people and that was that was pretty fun yeah but yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed basketball i kind of miss it. It's, it i had a lot of fun with it 
Yeah, definitely, man. Um, so we, we kind of, you talked a little bit about the most nervous you've been, you were kind of, you know, talking about the national championship a little bit. I mean, is that the most nervous you've been on the golf course? And I mean, how do you keep yourself focused and calm during those moments? Yeah, I, I think probably the first hole of nationals last year was probably the most nervous I'd ever been. I remember standing over the like ball and just feeling like kind of lightheaded and everything. Yeah. You're like, all right, I'm alive. <laughs> once you get, once I got started and first couple holes down then it then it got better I think the start of the rounds are almost the hardest because you're like all right how is this is mm-hmm. good or is it bad or just like not knowing how it's going to go exactly right I mean you talked about you kind of had a you know you had some breathing exercises or something that you do is that kind of something you always do at the start of every round or just whenever you get a little nerves going yeah probably just whenever I get a little nerves going I kind of just developed it last last spring maybe at, at pack 12s i remember being i was in contention so i kind of started doing it then mm-hmm. i was feeling a little nerves and then it just kind of led into nationals and i think pack 12s playing so well pack 12s and getting in that final group for the last two days being in that situation really helped me when i kind of got back there at nationals and I had to deal with the same thing right yeah that's i mean it's usually get you know obviously if people say if they don't get nervous it's like really come on but you know, to be able to have something to calm yourself down and kind of keep you in the moment. I mean, that's something that's huge. That's going to go a long ways, not only for college golf, but, you know, after, you know, after college as well. I mean, that's huge. Um, you know, so you were, you were a really good junior player yourself. I mean, kind of what are some things you feel like maybe junior golfers need to focus on to like maybe better their chances at getting recruited or maybe, you know, maybe some things they need to work on, you know, for their game to kind of get more looked at by, uh, by schools and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's kind of a tough question to answer for me because I feel like I had such a different junior career than a lot of the other players that come to college. Mm-hmm. Being in Montana, there's not really many tournaments around my area, so I never never played in the AJGA Tour. Right. I just, I just played in like three, three maybe big tournaments a summer around and then like more local stuff after that, but mm-hmm. I think there's – you got to – with junior golf you got to get a good mix of like tournaments that you're gonna win or should win and like can win and then you got to get out there and play in those bigger tournaments where the college coaches are at it's kind right. you need those like resume building wins but you also need to go show what you can do against like a pretty stiff competition so it's a, it's you got to get a good mix with that i think yeah i think that's you know, I've had numerous guests on and, you know, you're kind of one of the first ones that kind of took about building up that resume of tournaments because yeah, you could go play in the biggest tournaments, you know, in, you know, in the country and go out there and grind it out. But I mean, to have some wins on your resume, that's kind of, you know, that'll catch some eyes for sure for some college coaches. I mean, glad you brought that up for sure. I think yeah, and any kind of tournament play. Experience and feeling of winning so that maybe you're, you gain confidence going into those other ones that, Right. You might, you know, you got to really play well to win, but you're thinking, man, man, if I play well, I can maybe take like top five, top 10 or something. And that's, that's a solid, solid finish. Exactly. And I mean, guys that finish in top 10, top five still get scholarships. I mean, so it's not like, you know, the guys that only win, get them. (laughs) Yeah, I remember I got like a few offers, like when I was, I was talking to coaches and got a few, few offers after I'd finished like third at the Western junior, because I had played played really well on the like last couple rounds and had a, I was one of the few uncommitted 
players in the tournament. So I remember having a, like 10 or 15 college coaches following my group and I was, I was playing pretty good. So that was, that was a pretty fun experience for me. Yeah. What's, I mean, what's kind of something, I mean, what kind of something, what do you do whenever you're that young and you have that many college coaches following you in one round? I mean, it's gotta be hard to not realize they're there. I mean, yeah, what I, was that like? I kind of took the approach to like, just some kids maybe try to pretend they're not there, but I was like, well, I, I know they're there so I can see them. So I'm just going <laughs> to embrace it and yeah. it would just be like, Hey, this is pretty cool that they're all they're they're watching me and just have fun with that. Like just be appreciative that, you have college coaches following you. Exactly right. I mean, it's a huge thing to, you know, play college golf, get the opportunity for that. And um, yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things, like even going on visits and stuff. I mean, yeah, maybe a little nerve wracking, um, but yeah, they're going to, you know, if college coaches are there, they're going to be there, but yeah, just enjoy the moment. That's great that you brought that up for sure. Um, what's kind of, there's a lot of things that come along with being a golf writer. I was understanding I mean, the schedule you guys play, the bird you guys have and the access that you guys have and, you know, all the alumni, I mean, I mean, John Braun, Phil and Paul Casey, all those big guys that, you know, played at ASU, you know, what's the coolest resource you guys have, you know, from, you know, being a golfer at Arizona State, would you say? Man, that's, that's a tough one. I don't know. I think just like how the golf program at ASU is so well supported. Like yeah. we have, we can basically go wherever we want and play and we go wherever we want and travel and have like it almost to me it almost seems like an unlimited budget because of <laughs> yeah. how many donors and how much support we have we just get treated like like top top tier there so that's that's really cool I'm I'm sure there's other schools like some of the SEC schools with a lot of the football money get mm -hmm. kind of the same thing but right a lot of golf schools are they're not on that level like the golf school at ASU is like the program mm -hmm. so so just being being treated in that way and looked at like with that much respect and these guys are really really out there to support you and truly want you to do well so they're gonna try to help their best to to get you there that's that's really cool yeah and I mean you guys you have guys that you know like I said alumni like John Rom folks I mean even you know like Kevin, you that just, you know, he was just at Arizona State. Now he's playing, you know, professional as well. I know he goes back there and, um, you know, he goes back there and practices there as well. So yeah. it's, I bet that's really cool to have, you know, the alumni even come back, practice at the bird yeah. and everything and, you know, get to know guys like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's everyone loves Kevin on the team. He, we've played with him a couple of times since he's turned pro and he's, he's just an awesome guy. And uh, I hope he does great things on the PGA Tour because I mean, he's got to, because he's he's a great guy. He works hard and he's he's good. Good yeah. at golf too. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So I mean, week to week, you guys are always playing somewhere different. And I mean, you have a way you like to play. You know, you like to play golf. You have a game that you have. I mean, how do you approach a golf course that you haven't played yet? I mean, do you try? You know, obviously, you guys do go do your prep and everything. But what's kind of the strategy you go for? Do you just kind of hit driver everywhere you go, or do you like to play kind of a position kind of golf? I mean, what do you what do you try and do? Man, I'm usually I'm more of I lean towards drivers. Because, drivers, yeah, yeah. I I usually hit my driver pretty straight. My my strat my like golf game is kind of built around hitting a lot of fairways, hitting a lot of greens. Yeah, a lot of pars. Yeah, take parties where they come, but. Yeah. I've, 
I've hit my driver pretty straight and I get comfortable with it throughout the round. So usually if I can hit driver, I'll do that because I don't really like to pull the three wood out or something. And after not hitting it forever, kind of don't really know where the first shot's going to go. Right. Not in really a groove. So I, I don't really like to do that. Mm-hmm. If, I've, if I've got a groove going with the driver, I'll just usually take driver whenever I can. But yeah. sometimes you got to hit the two iron or the three wood or whatever. So yeah that's not out of the question but I, I like to hit driver a lot yeah go with the driver go with the big stick I mean it's you know it's that's nice to have the driver be the one of the most comfortable clubs that you have in the bag and you hit it you know so often because I mean yeah whenever you hit three wood or you know you're two or something you know you got to lay back a little bit but I mean you're maximizing you know every hole you can with the driver I mean hey that's great to have in the bag for sure especially whenever you get in nervous situations at like national championship you know maybe you maybe some guys get a little swirly or something, but Hey, you're pretty sure with the driver. I mean, that's pretty good to have, especially in those high pressure situations. Yes. I mean, sometimes I probably, I probably hit the driver straighter than the three wood, honestly. <laughs> there you go. Man of three woods. Yeah. I, I got one. I'll hit it every once in a while, but if I hit the driver over three wood, I'll probably do that. Yeah. Well, especially playing desert golf, like you guys are in Arizona. I mean, it's, you miss fairways, you're in the desert. So, I mean, you gotta be straight out there. That's for sure. Yeah, anything could happen in the desert. You could be fine and make a birdie, or you could be in a bush and <laughs> trying to make bogey. Yeah. What's, uh, I mean, I just kind of thought of this right, you know, just kind of off my head. You know, what's obviously, you know, missing the fairway in the desert can get a little, you know, a little iffy every now and then. You guys ever seen like, you know, some snakes or something? You know, is there anything kind of scary happening in the desert that you've seen or what? I've, I haven't seen too many snakes, but I've seen a, we've seen a few rattlesnakes around. So oh, yeah. And I, I ain't a fan of that. <laughs> yeah. We, we were playing a stance here or something last spring or something. And we walked back up to the tee box and all of a sudden we just hear this like rattlesnake going off and it's mm-hmm. looked down in the bushes, like not even 10 feet away. There's this like big old oh. rattlesnake sitting there staring at us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We were like, nope, we're out of here. <laughs> Talk about your heart racing, man. That's, you know, that's scary. So especially whenever you hear one of those things go off, because it's like, yeah. you just got to look and find where it's at. Because, I mean, you just don't want to get bit by one of those things. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah we, I remember we played Whisper Rock last spring, too. We saw one going across the cart path. And, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Just makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand yeah. up, I bet. Better avoid them at all costs taking yeah. or something out in the desert with me while I'm looking for my ball. <laughs> there you go. Just in case. <laughs> um, so we're heading to the last question here. You know, there's, I'm sure there's a huge support system that you have from, you know, your parents or, you know, your family or somebody, you know, with the team and everything, but you know, who's inspired you to be the person slash golfer you are today? Um, I, probably my parents and grandparents played a huge role. I remember in like grade school, my grandma or grandpa would pick me up from school and we'd go straight to the golf course and they'd play nine holes with me almost every day and my parents would sit out in the lawn teeing balls up for me one after the other for hours doing that but I and I guess as a kid I started watching golf and he really I mean Tiger Woods was like my idol watching golf he's kind of reason I got so passionate about it just watching him and growing up like man I wish I could do what Tiger Woods does on the golf course so that was that was those were probably the main main factors for me getting into golf 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, I mean, golf is, it's tough to play on your own. You know, you got to have like, you know, your parents when you're growing up, you know, really there for you, kind of, you know, helping you with the game. And it's great to have somebody, you know, like Tiger inspire, you know, have it, you know, inspire, so inspiring to many people. Cause I mean, obviously, I mean, he's Tiger Woods, he's one of, you know, he's the greatest of all time. I mean, it's, it's crazy, you know, that, you know, he's not playing golf right now, but, you know, we all hope he makes a return, but yeah, I know. I think it's amazing that you had that support system, you know, somebody to look up to whenever you're growing up, because that's all, you know, motivation and, you know, just able, enabling you to play the game of golf. I mean, that's huge. So. Yeah. Yeah. The, even my whole family would go every summer tournament. We They'd all go with me to San Diego or wherever the tournament was and everyone would be there all the time. And even my mom and grandma, my dad's got to work, but mom and grandma go to every college tournament yeah they were at merido yeah i met them we actually had dinner with them and uh cameron's uh cameron's mom and dad so really yeah, great to meet your mom and grandma there every tournament this this fall so yeah. they they travel well that's good man that's awesome to have them there too though i mean it's yeah. great to have any kind of family with you know out there watching you kind of supporting you the whole way whether she was there or you know they're back home or some i'm sure they're supporting you no matter what so yeah my grandma's Grandma's usually a big hit at the tournaments because she's almost 80 and she weighs like 100 pounds, not even 100 pounds, probably, and she'll walk 36 holes. And... Yeah, she's a trooper. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Well, hey, that'll wrap up this week's episode of Scrambling with Nolanato featuring Riggs Johnson. Riggs, thank you so much for coming on, man. You know, really loved having you on here, chatting with you, getting to know you a little bit, and, you know, wish you nothing but the best the rest of your years at ASU and, you know, post, you know, post college as well. We'll be, we'll be throwing you up on the Instagram anytime we see you. So. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, man, definitely. Have a good one, everybody. Hey everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know, I create an Instagram for the podcast called scrambling podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes, like videos or photos, so you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening, and have a good one.